Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I did it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Yanni, welcome to the cave. Thank you so much for having me. The uh, listeners, the viewers can tune in, can see you on your latest project, The Valet on Hulu. They can see you on Blacklist. You've done a, a few different projects throughout the year. You've been busy. I have. I have been busy. Uh, it kind of sounds awful to say, but I, the pandemic was really good for me. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I said it. It's out there. <laughs> so I, before we jump into your latest project, you know, like I was doing some research on you, saw that you grew up an army brat. How do you go from that into like, all of a sudden you want to jump into the entertainment industry? What pushed you to this? Oh, no, it was a total accident. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I just aged out of being able to do reservist duty, uh, I'd say four years ago. Uh, yeah. And right up until then, I was still thinking I would at least join the reserves. Uh, so it, it's not even a thing I still think I do full time. <laughs> I'm just lucky enough to do it. Uh, but honestly, I, I moved to New York to take the um, State Department test because after I realized I wasn't going to be able to do ROTC uh, in college, I thought, mm. let me shift and let me see if I can work uh, in the government in some capacity. Uh, and while I was there, a friend of mine from college um, said something basically akin to, hey, you speak Spanish and I know you sing because you did one or two things in college with us. Um, Dora the Explorer is holding auditions. Have you ever heard of it? I hadn't. Uh, so I looked it up. I made up a resume uh, because I didn't have any. I had two summer stock. I don't know if you know what that is, but uh, basically uh, like an apprenticeship over the summer okay. during college credits. Um, and I was working at a, um, a fashion house. So I asked them if they would take a headshot for me. <laughs> uh, and I booked that. Uh, and I have been kind of accidentally booking ever since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What, uh, so like, I saw that your parents were in the military also and everything. Like, when you told them, okay, you know what, I'm going to go the other way. What was their thoughts about this? I didn't. That's the thing. I still I still don't know uh, if this is technically my for real for real grown up job. But <laughs> but um, I think it took uh, it took my mom a little while to because, as I said, I was always either going to be in the military or I was going to be a JAG officer mm -hmm. or I was going to work in a civilian life as a, probably an attorney or something like that. Uh, yeah. And my mom, I would say up until about three or four years ago, let's say three years ago, she would still constantly ask me, so when are you going to grad school? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she still asks and that's fine. <laughs> but now it must be amazing. Like, you know, when she tunes in, she actually sees you on different, you know, projects that you've done the last few years. Yeah, I mean, it's different now. I think now she thinks that, uh, I mean, now now that I, I love you, mom, please don't hate me. Now that I like make more than she and my stepfather combined, you know, I think mm. it's a bit more legit. Um, I think now she's like, oh, okay, this can be kind of a career. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so you pushed yourself, you know, now you're, you're in the entertainment industry. And recently, I mentioned you had uh, your latest film, The Valet. How did you get, uh, how did you become part of this? Tell us the story behind that. You know what's funny? Uh, I don't. I, I know you've done plenty of these interviews, and I'm sure other people have 
really awesome and fun uh, audition stories. Mine was totally normal and ridiculous. I, I was sent an audition uh, because it was, you know, the middle of the pandemic. I did it here at home. I sent in my video. I was asked if I could do a callback via Zoom. I did it, and then I booked it. <laughs> was, you know, like you hear uh, on TV or at, you know on shows and things, people are like, you know, it's I had to wait months and I had to go in multiple times and screen tests. Mm -mm, wow, nothing. it was that fast for Natalie, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you prepare to play the role? Like, what kind of description were you given with the character? You know, it's funny, uh, the same thing with the audition. I was asked to audition for two roles originally, and then okay. for the callback, I was asked to audition for a third role. So I, there was no preparation as far as the audition went. I just mm. memorized my lines, and I was like, I hope they like me. Um, and as far as booking Natalie, I know that they asked if I could um, ride bikes uh, okay. and things like that for a scene that, uh, if you've seen the movie, is cut. But <laughs> um, besides that, honestly, Natalie is very much like me. So it was mostly just, are you a human? <laughs> Can you pretend to fall in love with Eugenio Derbez? Yes. All right. Perfect. You have it. Did you, uh, like, so there was no challenges playing this character? You found it easy because, like, it was kind of like, not playing yourself, but you said it's similar? Yes. I found it the most easy um, of probably anything I've done at, to this point in my career. Not because I didn't find it challenging in any way, but because mm. I was the most at ease. I felt the most kinship to this character. She dresses a little similarly to the way I do, except I'm, I'm not a, I'm more of a like Keds girl. I'm not a combat boot girl. Um, and, uh, you know, we filmed it here in East Atlanta, which was literally, I want to say like a, an 11 to 12 minute, 15 in traffic wow. drive. Uh, so, you know, I, walked over to get a slice of pizza i walked over to insomnia cookies to get some cookies like it was it was the i felt the most at ease because i was the most at home what did you uh, enjoy the most about natalie what was your favorite like moment about her uh i think my favorite moment the scene that was cut <laughs> the <laughs> it's a silly scene i hope it makes maybe the um blooper real or you know just deleted scenes real but um i uh that she rode up beside, there's this really beautiful um, scene in the movie where Eugenio is looking out of the window of his limousine um, and he's sort of seeing his his city, you know, and he's seeing the beautiful culture in it and, and how lovely and inclusive it is. And he's starting to feel, oh, this is my home and I can bring this to this famous woman's life. Um, uh, during that scene, I at one point was supposed to sort of kind of crash it like very close to the limousine and be like, oh, it's you, you are going to this. Uh, and it just made me laugh so hard. Plus I got to, you know, ride bike, uh, which I really love doing. Uh, so that was my favorite sort of just time. And when we filmed that scene, we had a really lovely moment um, uh, between takes where Eugenio was hungry and he ordered pizza for all of us, just kind of the cast. And, <laughs> and we were just sitting backstage or, you know, in the bike shop, where my Natalie's bike shop between takes, just chilling on pizza and eating insomnia cookies. Wow. So this, uh, so this, the valet was like a remake from like a French film from 2006. Is there like any difference between these two films? Do you have, have you heard any stories? I wish I could tell you that answer, but I have never seen it. <laughs> uh, I, I I feel it's a failing on my part, but I, I don't want to lie to you, Elias. <laughs> what's, uh, what's been the reaction when uh, 
family and friends tuned in and watched this because now it's been out for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what's funny, a lot of my um, Latina friends and family, because Carmen Salinas is in it as well. And um, I don't know if you know uh, a lot about that, but she is was huge in Latin American culture. You know, uh, if you watched telenovelas or, you know, Spanish language TV, you grew up with Carmen Salinas and she passed away right before. Uh. Uh, yeah, she passed away over the summer. Uh, no, she passed away like over the course of this year. Like I would say maybe around uh, Halloween, around October or something like okay. that. Um, so a lot of people were like, oh my God, you got to work with her. Uh, and Eugenio is a huge uh, touchstone in my culture and working with him is a huge, saying it's a huge get or a huge boon kind of minimizes how much he mm. means to me and to my culture. But uh, it, it's it's quite a privilege that I got to work with him and in this film. So for the most part, a lot of people who've seen it uh, and who've never seen me sort of, they've never seen me do any sort of comedy because mm -hmm. I'm sort of brooding and intense most of the time uh, or murdering people. Um, <laughs> so they were like, oh my goodness, you're funny. You can be funny. Uh, and then my Latina friends and family, you know, pointed out Eugenio and Carmen and uh, it's just been a wonderful gift in lots of different ways. That's awesome. Did they give you any advice? No, no, but it's so funny. Uh, I don't know how many people you've ever heard say, tell stories like this, but people who are not in the industry, I'm not sure what they think that this job is like or entails because uh, uh, oftentimes I will get, oh man, you were so good in that. Have you, um, have you ever tried to do like a Tyler Perry? movie or or you should you should talk to xyz who films mm. you should try to get into a marvel they're filming there right and i'm like yes yeah let me send a quick email <laughs> right right <laughs> nothing nothing besides that though well-meaning absolutely but not super helpful <laughs> now big difference between uh doing like a comedy movie and then blacklist that you've been working oh on gosh. for a few years Huge difference, huge difference. Uh, also, uh, it was, um, it's a very big difference sort of going into a world that already exists, like the blacklist, you know, relationships have already formed. Yeah. Um, you're trying to figure out your character, you're trying to figure out what you mean in, the, in this world. Um, but doing a movie, and especially a movie like Ballet, it's me, it's my, it's a character I have discovered, I am mm. creating. Uh, these are relationships I'm getting to form in real time. Uh, so it's it was not only different in that I got to be a lot closer to the me that I am, like talking to you today, to yeah. do, doing the valet, um, you know, and the sub, but and the subject matter is so very different. But even the the day to day work life was different, um, you know. Not I loved I love Blacklist, and that's a very lovely and kind and thoughtful set. But it is not buoyant. It's not a buoyant set, you mm -hmm. know, because it's such heavy material. Um, the valet was, uh, I, I equate it to like a slumber party. <laughs> so it was like I went, to, I went to work at a slumber party for like two months. What's your favorite now? Like a drama, action, Ooh. or comedy? Uh, I, I, comedy is always going to be my favorite. Uh, I have gotten, I've been so lucky to do theater for a long time and theater has allowed me to do a lot of comedy and, and do a lot of things that are closer to me and film and TV had, for the most part, I'd had to take a departure from being the most me that I am or that I can be. So comedy allows me to be 
the most ridiculous and uh, silly and not worried about looking cool or, or right. you know, looking badass. <laughs> Comedy absolutely allows me to be sort of the most ridiculous version of me, which is the most apt version of me. That's awesome. Now, what's next for you now? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you're coming out or you're working on? Uh, next up, I am doing a, uh, a theater piece, a play okay. here in Atlanta uh, at Actors Express called um, Desire Under the Elms. It's really different from anything else. <laughs> um, uh, and I have a couple of potential uh, auditions in the works and, you know, a couple of readings of script that are public and things like that. But nothing film and TV wise right now that people can see. So you'll just have to make the trip to Atlanta. That's right. And uh, last, now, how can the viewers and listeners find you on social media so they can keep up with you? Uh, my handle on Instagram is Dionysaurus Rex. Um, and I have the little blue check, so you'll know that it is me. Uh, my Facebook is for friends and family only, so that's really the only way you can find me. <laughs> that's awesome. Diani, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes today to talk about your career, the ballet, and everything. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.